We're going to continue our series in James, and I'm really believing that God's going to speak to us in the, in the next few minutes together and do something special in our hearts. And so I'm asking you to lean in. This is what I'm going to share with you, I honestly believe, is the type of message that could revolutionize uh, some of your belief systems. That's how important I would believe that today's message is, that if this spiritual light can come on, what I'm going to share with you in our time together, if this light was to come on, Caden, and you were to get the principle of this passage, how old are you now, Caden? 20? Caden, I believe it could change the rest of your life. I, I don't say that lightly. I believe, I believe it's that important. So even looking down and seeing the bars here, Steve, I think if you catch what I'm going to share it will really help you in your faith because sometimes our journey of faith can get frustrating. and We can have a lot of questions. I believe what I'm going to share with you today uh, could help you in some of those questions and really clear up, really clear up maybe why certain things happen in your life. So I know uh, in the room and I'm sure online, uh, I know when we were online for three months, my kids are bouncing around the house and wanting to get something to eat and then someone's got to go to the restroom and I'm asking you even online, try to block out as many distractions as you can and lean into this message today. I think it's really important. I want to talk to you today on the subject, uh, test and temptations. Test and temptations. And hopefully we're going to be able to see the difference of the two. Test and temptations. We started last weekend by talking about scattered seasons. And so James is writing uh, to people who are scattered abroad, who were comfortable in Jerusalem, but they end up in Judea and Samaria. He's writing to people who are in these scattered seasons. And we talked last weekend about the progression of admitting that even though you're a Christian, you can still have pain. Everyone say pain. Uh, we talked about pain and the importance of processing that and then your perspective. And then we talked finally about patience. And if you were in the room or online, uh, we said, who could use more patience? Some of you raised both hands. A lot of people raised one. Some of you raised two. But said, God, help me with patience. And so we built a foundation last week of patience, uh, the belief that patience is like faith in slow motion. Sometimes we want God to work quick. Uh, he doesn't always work on our demands. And patience is like faith in slow motion. We also reference the fact that our purpose will often require patience. Our purpose will often require patience. And so today, moving into our subject of tests and temptations, when you read James chapter 1, in varying translations, you are going to see the word test. Uh, in some translations, you will read the word trying. Trying. Uh, you, you will see the word trials. T-R-I-A-L-S, trials. Uh, you will also read the word temptations. And so in varying translations, you're going to see these words coming and going out of James chapter 1. Hopefully, I am going to be able to help you to understand the difference of these words. Uh, what I'm going through right now, Pastor Mike, is this a test? Is this a temptation? Like, what's going on in my life right now? And so I am really asking, I've been preparing uh, for a couple of weeks now in James chapter 1, I'm really asking the Holy Spirit would take these words and all of the study time and would open up your heart and the Holy Spirit, the Holy Word of God will speak to you today. Uh, and you won't just hear Micah. I'm asking you to hear God's Word today. So here's, here's what I want to start with today and then I want to pray for you. I, I, think, I think it's such an important message. I want to pray that you're able to block out all the distractions today. But here's what I want to start with is that sometimes, I, I'm not going to use the word like selfish. I know that's a strong word, but sometimes we are, and, and I don't know the word to put in there, but sometimes we are convinced that our test is the toughest test in the whole room. So sometimes you're thinking, nobody knows what I'm going through. Nobody Nobody understands how hard it is, Pastor Micah, to be laid off a job, employment, finances like I am right now. Nobody understands how hard that my marriage is. 
Nobody knows what it's like to deal with this kid. Nobody knows my son or my daughter. Nobody knows everything I'm juggling in college. Like like I've got this going on at home and this with my parents and this with my homework and with my studies and nobody knows. When in reality, in reality, it's not minimizing your test, not minimizing your temptation, but the truth is there's probably people in your own row, not just the room in your row, who are facing really big tests today and they need God's help too. And so in this moment, I want to pray that in the next 20 or 30 minutes, God not only helps you with your test or temptation, but that he would also open up your heart to pray for the people around you and to believe that that person, that family, that single parent that's sitting in your row, that God would help them today too. Uh, And so I, I wanted to start there because sometimes we can almost become convinced that no one knows what we're going through and no one has the level of stress or frustration that we have right now. That's not true. The Bible would say people all over the world face the troubles, the trials, the tests that we face. All over the world they do. And so uh, let's pray for our church as a whole in the room and online. And I want you just to open up to say, God, I, I didn't just come here today for what you can give me. I'm here also for my church family. And I'm asking that you would strengthen everyone in the room today. So let's pray. God, I thank you so much for our time together. I thank you for the power of your word. I believe you're going to speak to us today. And I'm asking that you would open up our hearts right now, both personally, but open up our hearts for the sake of the big picture to say, God, I'm asking you to strengthen everyone in my family, everyone in this row, everyone in my church family, uh, and to believe that I'm not the only one and I'm not forgotten and I'm not just a statistic. Help me to really believe today that this test is not catching the teacher off guard, but Jesus, you're well aware of where we're at and you can help us today. And I pray these prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to, as we begin to talk about tests, everyone say tests. And we say it one more time, test. I heard the joke about little Johnny. He actually wasn't getting good grades in school. And one day he confronted his teacher with an announcement. Little Johnny went up and actually tapped his teacher on the shoulder. And, and little Johnny said to his teacher, said, I don't want to scare you. But my dad says, if I don't start getting better grades, somebody's going to get a spanking. (laughs) That's not funny. Little Susie came home. Little Susie came home from her first day at school, and little Susie's mom asked, What did you learn today? Little Susie replied, Well, evidently not enough. They want me to come back tomorrow. Heard the joke about little Johnny. Little Johnny came home. He was all excited. He told his dad, he said, I got 100 in school today. His dad said, well, that's wonderful, Johnny. What did you get 100 in? He said, well, I got 50 in English and 50 in math. (laughs) The teacher was talking to her class, and she asked the question, what are you going to be when you get out of school? Little Johnny's waving his hand in the back. What are you going to be when you get out of school? Little Johnny said, an old man. (laughs) I want to read to you today, James chapter 1, verse 1 to 4. We're going to be talking about these test trials. We're going to land on temptation. James 1, 1 to 4. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes scattered among the nations, greetings. We talked last week, this is not, this is not always easy, what we're going to read right now. Consider it pure joy, or consider it all joy, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you, because you know, because you know that the testing of your faith, it's producing perseverance or patience. Verse 4, let perseverance, this is really important, finish. In other words, it's implying that a lot of people don't let it finish. A lot of people want to jump out of the line. A lot of people want to quit too quick. He's telling them, you need to let this work in your life so that the ending is going to be what God desires or designed for your life. You need to let this work out in your life. So we talked today about tests. I heard the joke about the teacher that sent home a letter, and we we have quite a few teachers and faculty and admin, some coaches here in our church, and, 
and whether you're, you're teaching online right now, which I'm sure is new to you, uh, with, with all the changes even for you, sometimes as a parent we're looking at our kids. Uh, I have four children. Sometimes you're looking at your kids, and I know it's unique even for a lot of our teachers, but our prayers are with you as well. I heard uh, the joke about the teacher that sent home a letter to all the parents after the first day of the new school year, and here's how the letter read, and I'm quoting. If you promise not to believe all that your child says goes on at school, I will promise not to believe all that your child says goes on at home. (laughs) That's scary. Um, The truth of the matter is there's tests at home, there's tests at school, there's tests in church. There's tests on your job, right? There's almost everywhere, every place you go, there there are different varying types of tests that you go through in life. In this particular chapter, just in this chapter, Dr. Brad, here's a few of the things that James is going to reference. So there's more tests than these, but here's a few tests. He's going to talk to them about transition. And I know some people would say, I don't like change. I don't like change, Micah. So he's going to talk to them about, I know you're in Jerusalem, now you're in Judea or Samaria. So he's going to talk to them about transition because I think James knows transition's not always easy. He's going to talk to them about wants and desires. He's going to say, if you'll get this right, it will help you to not always battle this wanting or desire, and sometimes we confuse those. He's going to talk to them about impatience, impatience. He's going to reference in this chapter instability, which we may dive into next week or the week after. He's going to talk to them about instability. He's going to compare it to waves and water. You're in, you're out, you're up, you're down, like you never know from moment to moment where you're at. He's going to tell them if if you live an unstable life, if you have this double-mindedness about you, that you're constantly going to be that wave in and out. He's, He's going to talk to them about instability. He's going to reference being unwise. He's going to tell them some of you lack wisdom. I think all of us could have moments where we could say, we call it hindsight, but if I could do that over again, he's going to talk to them about a lack of wisdom. He's going to talk to them about low moments in life. He said said in chapter 1, he's going to say, uh, let those that are lowly, And he's referencing, most would believe, finances because he then follows it up by saying those that are are rich or those that have money. So he's going to talk about people that go through low moments or low seasons. And then he's going to talk about how you handle the blessings in your life. You know, because some people, when they're low, they could call or text me or the church, I need prayer, I lost my job, someone's leaving, I'm at the bottom. But then when they get high, you never hear from them. When they're blessed, when they get a raise, when they get all the money or all the, and then they're like, God, you're like, I don't need God anymore. I got everything I needed. And James is going to talk about that. So he's trying to encompass all of these things into this chapter. Maybe today you're the one that would say, you know, I've never felt lower than I do right now in my life. Maybe you would say, you know, I'm, I'm the one that's blessed. I've never been busier. But wherever you're at, In this chapter, I pray that God's word would convict your heart and speak to you today. You know, Dave Ramsey said this, if you make $34,000 per year, you're in the top 1% on the planet. So sometimes that could help you even understand, understand in my riches, in my blessings, in my finances, am I in proper relationship? Am, Am I doing what I should be doing in my purpose that God has for my life. So, encompassing all of these things, because he's not saying, okay, James chapter 1, I'm talking about one test today. Everyone listen up if you're battling pride. All right, one test today. We're going to talk about addictive behaviors and habits, and if you're battling pornography, and he's actually going to say, there's all kinds of various trials, tests, temptations that could take place in your life. There's various He's going to reference only a few. And if we were to talk to this room today from the youngest to the oldest, I would venture to say that I don't know if we would get two or three answers the same. Just if people said, I'm struggling with, I'm battling, I'm facing, we could get such a variety of answers just today in the room. When you look at the definition of test, it means a critical examination. 
an observation, or this is an important word, an evaluation. How are you doing, Micah? How are you doing, Michelle? How are you doing, Hannah? It's an evaluation. How are you doing? When you look at verse 3, James is not just going to say it's a test. Alyssa is going to say it's, this is the testing of your faith. Everyone say faith. So, Allie, in this part, the testing of your faith, how old are you now? You're 12. So I'm 47. In trying to learn whether you're 12 or 47, here's what we can all struggle with sometimes, is I could start thinking, this is the testing of my parenting. You could start thinking, this is the testing of being a 12-year-old and becoming a young woman and figuring out school and home. And I could think, I could think sometimes, Allie, that this is the testing of my patience. I've had it up to here. If I see one more post, if I hear one more, I think it's the testing of my patience sometimes. I could think, I could think it's the testing of money, whether it's budgets, new buildings, different locations. Sometimes I could think it's the testing of money. And here's the thing, Allie, I would venture to say if you and I were to look all over this room today, we would see people In this room, we would see people that struggle sometimes to put the test in proper perspective. Because the testing is not always about the parenting or the budget. James is reminding us that a lot of times the test is a testing of our our faith. Do you believe me? Do you trust me? Do, do, do you really think I would have put you on that job to fail? Do you really think I would have given you this child? Do you really think that I would have opened up this opportunity for business? Do you really think that I would have led you this far as your God to now let you down? And so sometimes, whether it's Micah, maybe it's you today, We need to be reminded that the test is sometimes not all these other things that we're thinking. It's a testing of our our faith. Smith Wigglesworth said this, great faith is the product of great fights. Great testimonies are the outcome of great tests. And great triumphs can only come out of Great trials. When you look at these verses, and we dive a little bit deeper in the next few moments, I think a fair question for everyone to ask themselves today is this question, is my faith being tested You say, being a junior in high school is so hard right now, Pastor Mike, it's totally different than everything I thought it was going to, is your faith being tested? Pastor Micah, juggling the parenting, the kids, and my work has changed, is your faith being tested? Now, we're going to get, we're going to get to temptations and different things, and I'm going to try to help you see the difference of the two, but you need to start here. You you need to start in verse 3, is your faith being tested? What are you facing right now? Would you tell me, if we were to talk one-on-one, would you tell me that this is one of the toughest tests in your life? Because I would ask you, how are you handling it? How are you handling it? If this is a test of your faith, that God is saying, I need you to stay in this. I'm trying to work this out of your life. I've been trying to get to this place in your heart for a long time. I'm trying to work it out. And you're saying, but I want to quit. I'm sick of it. I've had it up to here. I'm done. How are you handling the testing of your faith? James chapter 1, verse 4, we read it together. Let perseverance or patience finish its work. Because all of us, all of us can want to quit too quick. We don't want stretched. We, we don't want to face things head on. 
And so what we can do is we can want to get out too quick. During our series a few years ago on the book of John, we went through the book of John in one full year and to, to, to make it work, we had to do 16.9 verses uh, a week. And we were able to start and finish the book of John and I loved it. And even now, going through the book of James, every single week, I am spending, so two weeks ago, it's probably three or four hours. This week was a couple of hours. Every single week, I'm having a window of time where taking what our team is studying, taking what I'm reading and preparing for, and then I'm taking this window of time to meet with Rabbi, who's a good friend of mine, just to process the Jewish perspective of what I'm sharing with you. So from our standpoint in Western Christianity, but also to give you some of those Jewish roots of what I'm reading and how it would apply to you. So this week, when I contacted Rabbi, and I'm just sharing with him, Rabbi, I want to talk about tests and temptations. I want to land on verse 15. Here, here's some of my thought process. This is the word picture. The reason I have these items behind me is because Rabbi deals a lot of times with word pictures. He'll tell me, think about this, and then he'll paint a picture for me of what that could look like in our everyday lives. I won't share all of the word pictures with you, but I want to give you this one. He gave me several. I want to give you this one. He said the word picture in what we are reading today is what you would see here with weights. All right? So the testing of your faith. Those that go to the gym and you do weights and you love to lift and, and maybe some of you have even posted before and said, you know, this is my PR. and this. So Rabbi said the word picture is that when you get in the testing of your faith, all right, we're, just, we're in verse 3 and 4, and you're wanting to let patience or perseverance have its perfect work. Rabbi said the tendency can be for all of us is that when you're feeling the strain or the pressure or you're like, I don't know if I can do it, and you're maxing yourself. Rabbi told me that the word picture is that your fleshly tendency, right? Because we all have a flesh. Your fleshly tendency is to, and I'm just quoting his words, choose the comfort of the couch. Like, I am not doing all of that. I, I'm not, I'm not going to set the alarm, not going to get up early, not going the second mile. This, this is much more enticing than that. And so he actually used the word couch potato. I was trying to figure out how to get that, and the message didn't work. But he used the word several times. He's like, they would choose the route, the couch potato. He said also, so it's not just the comfort of the couch, but Rabbi told me what happens is sometimes in this working or testing of your faith that you can start thinking the solution is to take weights off. Now, this was really helpful to me, and I hope it's helpful to you because he said what can happen here is you're thinking this is so stressful, this is so frustrating I, I, I don't think I can handle this. I want to get out of the line. I want to throw in the towel. I, Pastor Micah, this testing of my faith, this patience, I don't want to do all of that. So the solution is I need to take weights off, right? If I take weights off, then I'll be able to lift it. And so I just entitled a few of these weights. This one, I just put the name on it, date nights. I'll talk to some people and, and they'll say, Pastor Micah, I want a better marriage, Okay, are, are, are you open to reading a book together? I, I don't know all of your solutions, but you're open to reading a book together? Are you open to going through Proverbs? Are you open to any counseling? How are you doing on your date nights? How you, and it's amazing sometimes where people will say, I don't have time for dates, we haven't been on one in three years, or whatever their answer is. So sometimes we're saying, I want to get to verse 4. I want to see this relationship grow into everything God's called it to be, but don't ask me to do all the heavy lifting, right? And so we think, I need to start taking things off, but we want to take things off and still get the outcome. Like, I want to be strong in my faith. I want to walk out the purpose of God in my life. I want to do everything that Christ has called me to do but I want to take weights off. 
right? This weight here I've just called patience. Patience. What I mean by that is, you know, it's, I, I was reading the last couple of days on uh, seed time and harvest and how some seeds could take months or years in some cases. You know, there's one tree, it's seven years before it even breaks ground. Well, the average parishioner can stay in a church 18 months to three years. Right? We're, we're, the Bible says planted in the house of God. Sometimes we're wanting to see these amazing outcomes, but if God doesn't do it like right now, <laughs> right? So Pastor Micah, I want to get to verse 4, but I don't, I don't want to keep the tension. I don't want to keep the weights. I don't want to put the work in. This one here is Generosity. Generosity. And so sometimes, Rabbi said in the word picture, he gave me several examples, but sometimes in the word picture of lifting these weights, we're thinking if I take the weights off, then I'm going to be able to do it. So Pastor Micah, I want patience and perseverance to have its perfect work in my life. I want to trust God. I want to say he's my provider. You know, my confidence is in him. But when the pressure comes on, and it, you know, I'm not just saying coronavirus, I'm saying in a general sense, it could be your hours at work or your bills or vacation monies or schooling and you know, all the stuff you're getting ready kids for. One of the first weights sometimes we can take off is our generosity. Like, like I can't give money to the church. I can't give what, you know this, I, you're giving it to God. But sometimes in our fleshly mind, we're thinking, I need to take the weight off the bar when in reality, when we take the weight off the bar, that's not working in our good. This way here just says serving. So, so maybe in this season of your life, maybe in this season of your life, you're saying, God, use me. God, do, do something great in my life. And there's a lot of weights. We could probably put a hundred up here on a bar and take off. But sometimes you could think, you know, maybe the best thing for me to do right now, not to be a greeter. Maybe the best thing, you know, I have, I have hundreds and hundreds of hours in a week, hundreds, and I don't have time to give God one, right? So I, I'm not, I'm not going to greet at 9 o'clock, or I'm not going to park a car at 1045, or I'm not going to, even though God has given me all of this, I'm not going to give him one or two or three back. And so we start taking these weights off the bar thinking that's the answer, well, the reality is that this one here, this one here says prayer and fasting, prayer and fasting. In 2020, I don't know if there's ever been a more important time for you and I to prioritize prayer in our lives and to fast certain things to say, God, I want to be a strong Christian in 2020. I want to be salt and light in my home, in my school, in my community, in my church. Well, you and I are not going to let the testing of our faith accomplish everything God's trying to do if we're always taking the weights off. I don't have time to give. I don't have time to pray. I don't have time for date nights, right? This, this, this way here, I, I entitle holiness. Holiness, H-O-L-I-N-E-S-S, -S, holiness, and also wholeness, W-H-O-L-E-N-E-S-S, -S, wholeness. Well, you can't, I can't, we can't, we can't say, God, I want to be holy, but don't ever tell me, don't go there, don't say that, stop that. All, all of these things, if I want to get to verse 4, if you want to get to verse 4, and you want to say, come on, perseverance, come on, patience, have your perfect work in my life. Well, sometimes there's going to be sweat. Sometimes there's going to be strain. Sometimes there's going to be like, I need a holder. I, I need someone to watch the bar. I need someone in a life group, someone accountability partner, someone responsible, someone to say, this is an area in my life I'm trying to break free from, and I just need you to help me because I want God to get the best me in my life. The answer is not taking the weights off, if anything, it's saying, God, I want you to bring out the Holy Spirit. I want you to bring out what's on the inside of me and help me to work through this.
I heard the joke about the 92-year-old woman who's in a nursing home and she wanted to get in some better shape in that season of her life, so she decided to join an aerobics class. Said that the first day she bent, twisted, jumped up and down, perspired over an hour. But she said by the time she got her leotards on, the class was over. <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> That's not funny. Someone say it's work. In our final few minutes together, question. Just want to ask you some questions today. Are you pushing people away that could help you? Are you pushing people away that could help you? So we're talking about tests. The word picture is the work of the test. The question is, are you pushing people away that could help you? So in a test, in a test, you could have a book, right? Those of you, those of you that are in seasons of schooling, you could, you could have a book uh, that you could study from. Sometimes even it's an open book. Well, in Christianity, we have a Bible. But, but you may say, I want to pass the test, but I could care less about the book. Well, that's probably not wise. Uh, people could say, I don't really need a teacher. I don't need someone telling me what to do. I don't need, I don't need a student coordinator. I, I, don't, I don't need a uh, kids coordinator. I, I don't need a pastor. I don't need, a, I don't need no one telling me what to do. I want to pass the test, but I, I, don't need, I don't need a teacher. And again, that wouldn't be wise for any of us. We could say we don't need a tutor. We don't need a guidance counselor. We don't want accountability. Are you pushing away? So, so is there part of you, your spirit man, your spirit woman that's saying, God, I want you to do something amazing in my life, but then our flesh is pushing away the people that could help us. James, and, and here's where I want to land in these final few minutes. James is writing to people who would have a predominant Hebrew mindset. So here is what's important, because if you just leave today thinking that this is all about works, my message today is not all about works. Do I think you need to have date nights? Yes. Do I think you should give? Yes. Do I think? Yes. But we're not saved by works. So I, I don't want you to view this as, okay, I got to go out of here and I just got to work harder. You may need to prioritize better. I want you to view this just as work. In a Western mindset, we are going to view a test as information only, as information only. So we are going to think, Rob, that two plus two equals four. That's the way that we are wired. It's all based on what do you know? What do you know? Well, in this particular passage, and I have, I have had such a great time studying these two words. Uh, Rabbi initiated it with me, and then for probably three straight mornings, the word Nasa, N-A-S-S-A, and Nisa, N-I-S-S-A, but these two words, the Hebrew word for test is not, not necessarily driven by information. So when he is saying the testing of your faith, the testing of your faith, that word Nasa just is the exact same word. It's in the Bible numerous times. I just want to give you a couple of them where you would find this word Nasa. So it's Genesis 22.1. This is the complete Jewish Bible. After these things, God tested uh, Abraham. You'd see there, Abraham. When I sent the notes to Ray this week, he's like, I think there's a misspelling there. Well, <laughs> it's this translation. He said to him, Abraham, and he answered, here I am. He tested, he tested, he tested. That is the word, that is the word, Nasa. All right, so he tested him, he nasa'd him, and I'm, I'm going to explain it to you here in just a moment. This is not on the screen, but those of you that like to read throughout the week and take notes and, and recircle back to some points, you're also going to find the word nasa in Exodus 15. So when the children of God came to the bitter waters, the Bible said he nasa'd them. He, test, he tested them. He was trying to see what was on the inside of them. If you turn the page, and again, I'm not going to read all these to you, but if you turn the page um, from Genesis and you go to the book of Exodus, Exodus 20, 20, Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. God has come to nasa you or to test you so that the fear of God will be with you to keep you from sinning. So again, James is writing to people who would have a Hebrew mindset, Pastor Desiree, 
and he uses a word that they would relate to much quicker than we probably would in Belleville, Ohio in 2020. So we could read it, test, and we could automatically think, Jeremy, we could think that it's test two plus two equals four. They, they would hear the word NASA, they would read, Travis, that word NASA, and they would immediately relate to the waters of Mara or, or Abraham or Moses. They would understand what that really meant. What I, what I want you to grasp out of this in closing is that the word NASA doesn't focus so much on what you know, but who you know. So the word NASA is telling Abraham, the word NASA is going to tell Abraham, I'm trying to reveal the strength of your relationship with me. You know, I feel the Holy Spirit even saying that for someone today. So the children of Israel, or Moses, they're going to understand, Rick, that when James is saying, I know you're scattered, and I know your patience is being put to the test, but you need to let this Nasa take place in your life that even if you're Abraham and you're saying, where am I going? And and God's like, go, and I'll tell you when you get there. What? If, if If you are leading a million, million and a half people in the wilderness, Moses, and you have no idea what's going on, you need to believe Nasa. You need to understand the test. You need to focus on the person of God who... That when you wake up every morning, whether it's manna or shoes that don't wear out or provision, I'm going to show up. It's not just two plus two. It's not just what you know. It's who you know. My test and your test is not only to determine what I know. If you're in a test right now, it's not just to determine what you know, but it's to reveal who you know. No wonder that Paul would tell us in 2 Timothy 1, 11 and 12, my work is to be a preacher, an apostle, a teacher. That's why I'm suffering now, but I'm not ashamed. Why? Because I know two plus two? Because I can quote writings? There's nothing wrong with what? But he understood it's really important to know who? Who? So we close our message today. James is going to tell them about NASA or the test. He's going to tell them about let it reveal your relationship with Jesus. Let him remind you that he's got it, that this, this, this test is not catching the teacher off guard. So James is telling them that. But then it's as if he presses pause, and this is why I know it's a lot in one morning to, to put in for you, but I didn't want you to leave and go back to your car, back to your truck. I didn't want you to log off and just see tests. I, I needed to take a few minutes and just t- touch on temptation so that you can try to assess what's taking place in your life, what's going on in your life. Some of you right now would probably say, Pastor Mike, I'm so maxed out. I hope God's Word helps you with this as, as we land this plane. James 1, verse 12 to 15. This is what James clarifies. Blessed is the man who endures temptation for when he has been approved. So you're not going to take weights off. He will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love, love him. Let no one say. Let no one say. Someone say, that's me. Let's say it again. Say, that's me. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when, when what? When he is drawn away by his own, own, own desires. Now I know in life we don't always want to own it. Right? Your addiction, own it. Your anger, own it. Your pride, own it. Your lack of commitment, own it. You're always wanting to take weights off, own it. You're like, I don't want to own it, Micah. I get it. I don't think any of us want to own it. But he said, when this happens, there's nobody to blame but 
you. When desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin. Sin, when it's full grown, brings forth death. The Greek word here for tempted is parazo. This is the part, and I wish I had another hour, which I don't. But Shane, this is the part that is so important. When I say block out all distractions and get this, this word parazo means, and I'm quoting, either a test or a temptation. Either a test, this is where it can get very unique for all of us. Either a test or a temptation. Context alone determines which sense it's intended. Both, this is so important, both can apply simultaneously. So let me sum that verse up. The test and the temptation can often be simultaneous. Brit, I asked rabbi, called him twice, I asked rabbi like three times, rabbi, so it is saying that the test and the temptation could both come at me and I have to figure out which is which. His answer was yes. Is there anyone today that would join me in saying that sometimes it's not always been easy in your life to figure out, is this a test? Is this a temptation? Like, I don't even know what's going on. In talking with Rabbi and reading on this, I want to sum up all of this as we pray. I want to sum up all of this in a simple way to help you. So to get to this point, I'm trying to share with you hours and hours and hours of stuff. I'm trying to share with you Greek and Hebrew. Now I just want to put it in a basic sense of how you can go back to your home, back to your job, and understand what am I going through right now? What am I facing right now? Here is the summary of that. Because by nature, PK, I think we all want to blame someone right? Is there anyone that ever, you've ever felt like you were blamed for something you didn't do? This is your chance, men. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Like every day. Uh, I'm kidding. How many children ever have felt like you got blamed for stuff that wasn't your fault? Your stressed out parents. Um, I'm just kidding. We want to blame well, let me ask you this. What if, what if you're blaming the wrong thing? Come on, I want to help you right now. What if you're blaming the wrong thing? What if you're, bl Chelsea, what if you were blaming the devil and God was like, actually, I'm trying to test your faith and you were blaming the devil? Well, what if, what if Chelsea's blaming the devil and God's like, that has nothing to do with the devil. That's your uncrucified flesh. You're being drawn away by your own desires. Don't blame the devil. This, that's on you. You need to own that. Right? So where, where we are looking at the source, or if you would blame, that really matters. And so there are three things. I think if we were to, Dr. Brad, just put this in a concise form, I think three things could categorize our lives. The first that I would say is spiritual testing. That's verse 3 and 4. The testing of your faith. Spiritual testing. Is God trying to get something out of Cody where God is saying, it's in there. If you'll stop taking weights off, it's in there. And I know you can do it. You may not even believe in yourself. You can do this. Stop taking weights off. Is this a spiritual test? Number two, is it Satan's attack? This is a very real thing. Some people just go around every day, I'm under attack, I'm under attack, the devil's out to get my home. Well, I don't know if every single time in your life it's always the devil's fault. But it is the case sometimes. The devil's attack. The third is sinful choices. Sinful choices. This verse 14 and 15, everyone, everyone, 
could be drawn away, drawn away, drawn away, and we end up in a mess, not because of verse 3 and 4 testing of our faith. I can't believe God put this on me. How many times have you ever heard that in your life? I can't believe God put all this on me. Did he really put all that on you? God really put all that on you? God told you to live together? God told you to go there on Friday night? God told you to cut out the date nights? God really put all that on you? I think sometimes God gets blamed for stuff. It's not God's fault. God's like, this isn't verse 3 and 4. This is verse 14 and 15. And so in your life right now, is this, is this a spiritual test? Because if it is, as your pastor, I want to encourage you, don't take the weights off. Is this an attack of the enemy? Is this an attack of the enemy? Because if so, you need to make sure you have the full armor, not some or most, have the full armor of God so you can stand against the wiles of the devil. That second one's very real. And the third is if this is a sinful choice, this is a sinful choice where you and I both, we have flesh that we need to die daily, not just Sunday morning, we need to die daily to this. If this is a sinful choice in my life or your life, it's going to do no good to blame God or the devil if God is saying, what I need you to do, Mike, is I need you to own it. Own it. You say, how can I tell which one it is? And again, I don't have all the answers for you today, but this in a simple way, I think, can help you differentiate what's taking place in your life right now. Here's the question. Am I getting closer to God? Am I getting closer to God? Because what did verse 14 and 15 tell us would happen? If this is sinful choices, what did it say it would do? But every man is tempted when he is drawn away. Drawn away. Well, what happens if it's a spiritual test, Jeremy? If it's a spiritual test, then I am getting closer to God. So just look at your life. Look at the last 30 days. Look at the last 60 days of your life. When you're on social media, you're getting closer to God or further away from God. When you're around that person, you're getting closer to God, you're getting further away from God. When you're on that job, when you're in that place, you're getting closer to God, you're getting further away from God. How about the choices you're making right now? The choices you're making right now, they're getting you closer to God, they're getting you further away from God. Because sometimes that simple question can help you to understand, is this the testing of my faith or is this a temptation of the enemy or my flesh? Because if it's getting you distance from God, I don't really need to go to church, I don't really need to pray, I don't need to be in a group, I don't really, if it's getting you away from God, Chances are, you could be in the, not, not the test of your life. You are in the temptation of your life. I want to challenge you today in 2020. In 2020, there's so much happening right now. This is not the time for you to get distanced from God. I know studies are saying people are dropping off. Only 10% of people's coming back to church. Everyone, but I'm saying in the room and online as a pastor, this is not the time for you to bail on your relationship with God and being in the presence of God and around the people of God. So ask yourself, are my choices, are my decisions, what I'm doing right now, am I getting closer to God? Or is it pulling me farther from God? I want to pray for you today if you'd close your eyes. God, I pray over every person in this room today. It's a lot of information to take in. I hope that they're reminded today it's not just what they know, it's who they know. It's who they know. And that's you, Jesus. I hope that people would be challenged, convicted to really soul search is this the testing of my faith that's coming from God is this the devil 
this is an attack of the enemy? Or are there things in my life that I need to own? I need to own it. I need to stop saying God's put on me too much. I need to stop blaming the devil, and I need to own some things in my life today. And say, God, I, w- I want to be everything you've called me to be, and I need to own some things. God, I, I've prayed this week a bunch. I've, I've spent this time in trying to, to give story side just just a piece and a part of all of that. I'm asking you today. I'm asking you, God, if there are people that are in a test of their faith, I'm asking you to speak to them even today on how important it is that they don't start taking weights off by prayer and fasting, by date nights, by wholeness, by I'm asking you, God, to challenge them that the answer is not, well, if I take all the weights off, I can lift the bar. I'm asking you, God, to speak to their spirit and let them know if they will let patience have its perfect work, if they will let perseverance have its perfect work, they can do this with your help and with your strength. I pray that your word would find good ground today, good soil. I pray that your word would continue to marinate today and this week in people's lives you would help them be a better follower of Christ because of the impact of your word and spirit today. I pray if there's someone who's trying to go through life on their own, they're in this room or online, and they've never really given their life fully, maybe a little bit here and there, but they've never really given their life fully to Jesus Christ, I pray they would do it today that they would say, here it all is. I give you my life, whether that's repenting, whether that's turning around, whether that's full submission, complete submission. But I pray that someone today would make a decision to fully follow Jesus Christ. And I pray these prayers today in Jesus' name.